This is a test. The Mirror World Order is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, the signal you just heard would have been followed by the phrase... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! This is Joe Tawai. What up? This is the Nerd World Order broadcast, the official broadcast podcast of the 20,000-strong nerd community, the Nerd World Order. You can find the Nerd World Order community on Facebook... Just type hashtag IMNWO into your Facebook search bar to find us. You can also find us on any social media, Instagram, probably Snapchat, uh, anything you want. Uh, all you got to do is type hashtag IMNWO. Like I said, the Nerd World Order is a community. Uh, me and Joe want to give a shout out to a few folks who gave us an idea of uh, the content for this episode, as well as they hold it down for the Nerd World Order community. Uh, we'd like to thank Wes. We'd like to thank Liz, Carrie, the villain himself, Chance, X-Men, Alfonso, and also Crystal. Uh, the Nerd World Order community wouldn't be what it is without the administrators and moderators holding it down every day. So thank you guys very much for that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening to the Nerd World Order broadcast right now and you're wondering where else can I find it, the Nerd World Order broadcast can actually be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Podbean, or just about any place that you would want to listen to podcasts and consume podcasts, that's where you can find us. The Nerd World Order wants to take a moment and uh, give our condolences to the family of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick uh, gave us all a great portrayal of the Black Panther, as well as a lot of other movies. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Chadwick Boseman, for giving us so many iconic roles. You know, Jackie Robinson, uh, James Brown, and of course, T'Challa, which was my first exposure, but uh, just an amazing job. Joe, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, he will be missed. You know, like every, if you, if you rewatch some of his scenes, it just takes a different meaning, like when he says, I have not yield. Remember that scene? Yep. So it's like it just takes a new meaning to a lot of stuff he, you know, like that he says now. And the, the most important thing that I took away from when he played is he inspired a lot of us, you know, minorities to be that we can be superheroes. You know what I mean? Like in a day and age, you know, when we were reading comic books when we were younger, we didn't have that much portrayal of like characters that look like us right i think we had milestone which you said before is going to make a comeback but you know and then we had like you know black panther storm of course but just to see someone portrayed on a big screen that could elevate and made us all feel like we could be somebody i mean that's something that's never going to be forgotten oh absolutely man i mean watching him on the big screen he was a superhero he was a king of an advanced nation in Africa. It's like, wow, man, you know, I felt like a kid having a hero to look up to. So I agree with that a hundred percent. What have you been up to lately, Joe? Honestly, dude, I've just been working a lot through this pandemic. I mean, everyone's ordering all these packages, bruh. So like, I mean, it's job security. So what we have to deliver, we're a cardboard pushers. So, I mean, that's all I've been doing is working and trying to catch up every now and then on some anime. But that's about it. I've just been working, bro. How about yourself? Exactly the opposite. Yes, I've been working, <laughs> uh, but I've been consuming movies. I uh, went to the swap meet last weekend. I was pretty stoked because I found some comic books. I was like, I thought I was coming up at first. There was some old X-Men from like the 1980s. There was oh, like, nice. yeah, there was uh, the Wolverine comic book, like the original. I found issue three. I uh, mm -hmm. found, check this out, bro. I found the second printing of the first appearance of Cable. Remember the gold? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. So I, I was I was hyped, bro. 
uh, some X Factors, some Thors. So I was at the swap meet, bro. It was so <laughs> hot, bro. Yeah. It, it was last. It was last Saturday. It was so hot. There was like maybe twenty people in the whole swap meet because no one wanted to be there because there was fires going on. The air was yeah. thick. I had I had my facial mask on, bro. So I was just sweating. So I passed by the comic books and I was like, "Oh dang, let me see what they got." The lady, she was, you know, you know how they are at the swap meet where they're like. Five dollars per comic book. I was like, man, I ain't paying five dollars for no comic <laughs> books, right? I talked her down to like a dollar each, bro. But then I, I saw that first appearance of Cable, so I was like, dude, I would have paid way way more for that. But I wasn't like she wasn't gonna get over on me, bro. You know. But then she goes, oh, well, I'm gonna give you a discount because I'm having a slow day. You don't have to tell me why you was trying to cheat me, you know? <laughs> just yeah. just just give me my comic books and let me go on my way, right? You don't have to justify how you was gonna try to charge me five bucks. So right. I got home and I was like all excited and I pulled them out and I'm like, oh this comic book has a crease. Oh I, yeah. So I went through and like another comic book had a crease and like another comic book had a crease, and I was like yeah, I got my $30 worth out of it and I can probably flip some of them and make some money or, you know, do whatever. But yeah, it wasn't the come up like I thought it would be like, you know, I'm not I'm not going out to like Ruth Chris or anything like that for uh, with the comic books I'll sell. But mm. it's all good. So that was some of my nerdy adventure. And of course, I've been watching movies. Theaters just opened up. I saw Tenet. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say and I'll probably do a spoiler spoiler free review on this. You nice. got to. The, the second time you watch it, because I watched it, I watched it the first time, and it was okay, right? But then the theaters opened up, and I was like, oh, my God, if I'm going to get the COVID sitting in a theater, it's going to be for watching some Tenet, right? So yeah, I watched yeah. it again, and the second time you watch it, bro, it's dope, okay? Because you understand what you're watching, man. The second time, oh, my God, dog, Tenet, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Watch it the first time and be like, eh. And then you watch it again and you're like, whoa. Remember like when you watch The Matrix and when right. you watch it the second time, you were like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that's how ten it is. And then I went on YouTube and I was like, well, maybe I missed something. And they dropped some more stuff on me. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Now I want to watch it third time. So uh, I watched Tenet. I've been watching Lovecraft Country. Uh, let's see here. Lovecraft Country, eh, you know. It's it took a while to grow on me. At first, I hated it. Uh, you know, it's J.J. Abrams and uh, Jordan Peele. So I thought, hey, two producers, directors that I really like, I'm going to give it a chance. I kept watching it. It mm -hmm. grew on me. Now I definitely like it. Uh, Raised by Wolves is a really good show uh, by the producer of Aliens, uh, Ridley Scott. And I was hoping it had some Aliens crossover. It's on HBO Max. That's a pretty cool show. They have released first three seasons, and, uh, you know, it's so-so. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, first three episodes, I'm sorry, first three episodes. If you're not watching it, you know, a lot of people, the only new streaming service they picked up was Disney. Mm. I, hey, you know, I, you know I didn't pay for HBO Max. I will say <laughs> someone in my family is paying for HBO Max, but even, right. though, even though the wife is paying for HBO Max, I'm still streaming it for free. But um <laughs> but but still um it's good. Like I would I would pay for it, but since the wife is getting it, you know, still I, I stream it instead of paying for it. Cause you know how like I, I just want to feel like I'm winning, you know, like right. I'm winning, like I'm not paying for this. I'm winning. Right. Um yeah. but yeah, and uh let's see here. I tried to watch Cobra Kai, but um you know how that goes. The wife watched Cobra Kai without me, right? Here's what happened, bro. <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm going to watch Cobra Kai. Do you want to watch it with me? I said, does it have Hillary Swank? She was like, <laughs> no. I was like, eh. I was like, does it have Jackie Chan? She was like, no. I was like, meh. And then I said, does it have my boy Jaden Smith? She was like, no. I was like, nah, that's some revisionist history right there. How are you going to act like 10 years of Karate Kid didn't exist with your Cobra Kai? You're just going to act like none of that ever happened, right? 10, 15 years. So I was like, nah, not going to watch it. However, 
uh, she did decide to do a review on it since I didn't watch it. Uh, so if it's cool with you, we can yeah. go ahead and hear what she had to say. Let's do it. Okay. Hello, NWO. This is Leanne, um, also known as the Duchess by the man you call Duke. Um, and I am going to give my review of Cobra Kai. Now, don't let the Dukes fool you. I did invite him to watch it with me, but he very much mad it. So, that's his loss. My thing, because I got to binge watch both seasons over the course of about a day and a half. And I really liked it. Um, I'm a big fan of the Karate Kid movies. That was my 80s. Nostalgia, guilty pleasure, totally loved it. Um, I loved that you got a little bit of a deeper look into uh, Johnny. Because I think everybody just hated Johnny <laughs> back in the day. He was kind of like that obnoxious kid that we probably all had in our lives and totally hated him. And so Johnny grew up, kind of grew up to be a loser which we all love to see that our arch nemesis of our childhood days become a loser. Um, but then through the course of the show, I don't know, you kind of start seeing Johnny as the underdog. You might not mind seeing when still team Danny, <laughs> but you know, Johnny kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, still a bit of a douche in a lot of ways. Don't really think I would want him teaching my kid either. But, you know, he was a lovable douche, I guess you could say. Um, either way, totally loved it. I thought it was really interesting how a very old rivalry between the parents really carried over onto the kids and the sins of the fathers fell onto the heads of the children. Interesting spin there. Um Season two ending was like, whoa, what a way to make sure you get a season three. Uh, but, yeah, I really loved it. Um, the Dukes totally missed out, but that's not my fault. That's not my fault. Okay, all right. Um, that's it, NWO. Have a good one, and until next time, bye. Okay, bro, let me say one more thing, bro, and then I'll let, I'll let you pop in, okay? How is someone gonna start watching a, a show without you and then when you're like hey do you want to go out to dinner nah i'm watching cobra kai hey you want to watch something else nah fam i'm watching cobra kai that was my <laughs> life for two days bro two days and then i was like oh maybe i want to watch it well you can watch it but not with me because i've already started <laughs> that was my life bro for two yeah. days so so thank you, uh, Leanne, for that uh, review of Cobra Kai. I, I hope it encourages other people to watch it. I personally refuse to watch it because someone decided they were going to watch it without me. <laughs> I know you you saw the ending, bro. What what do you think about the ending? Is it like as exciting and as everyone claims it is? Uh, yeah, it is. But uh, we don't do spoilers unless they've you know people have seen them. I think it's it. How long ago did it end? It's only been out like two weeks, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't feel like watching it. I mean, it's called Cobra Kai. So, if you think about it, Danny LaRusso, where does he go from the Karate Kid 2, right? Right. And so, they, they had Hilly Swank, the one that you like, right? And came in the third one. There was never a fourth one, unless you count Jackie Jan and um, Jaden Smith doing their version, right? I do. I do. So, my thinking is, how else do you make it to where people want to watch it? Hmm, how about we make Johnny the good guy and reverse it and have him have a redemption story and have Danny LaRusso become the bad guy? Now, think about it. Miyagi, if he was alive, dude, he'd be like, what the hell is going on, right? Because I didn't teach this fool to be. He's basically Johnny, right? His right. character is basically that. Miyagi would be like, yo, bro, come on, man. Come yep. on. Yeah. And so that, but then again, how are you ever going to make a series other than to do that? I would prefer them have the a redemption story without you know uh, Ralph Macchio in it, right? And mm -hmm. just have Johnny 
build up to where he can from the bottom to the top instead of using Danny LaRusso again, right? Right. But that's just my just my opinion. But like you're making a dude that everybody liked from Karate Kid into the villain now, which you have no choice if that's the if that's how you get people to watch it. But for me, I'm like, come on, bro. You're making a dude that was like when you were a young kid, dude, Leon hit the thing. Dude was a douche, right? Now you're gonna make, oh hey. I mean, isn't that what like DC always does? Make villains into like likable, likable characters. Exactly. It's like, where's the true villain anymore, right? And so, like, now you know, like, Johnny and Danny's going to team up against John Kreese, who comes back in season two, right? I haven't even watched it, bro. This is just me seeing trailers and what people talk about. You can already predict the third season. Those two are going to team up together, and they're going to go against the other dude. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's very predictable for me, but people seem to like it. Apparently they do. Uh, it was it was all over my timeline on whatever social media there was. So right, yes. Hey, uh, more power to those who got to binge watch it with their families uh, instead <laughs> of having to watch other stuff. So yeah, I watched a few movies. Uh, another movie I watched was Mulan. Uh, you ready to talk about some Mulan and the bomb that was Mulan? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. I've heard a lot of negative reviews about Mulan. I've heard some crazy stuff. Uh, Mulan came out last week in China, and there were political issues uh, regarding the producers thanking the government of the uh, of the province that they were in because there have been uh, atrocities uh, against uh, you know uh, human rights. Uh, they think uh, the lead actress of the movie came out uh, pro-law enforcement in China, so people didn't like that. Uh, some people, and this is not me saying this, some people said she didn't look Chinese enough. What? Yeah, right. Right? right. Some people said she didn't look Chinese enough, right? And, and then on top of all of that, because that right there was bad enough, and then that was, that was just what went down in China. And then in the United States, because it bombed in the United States also. Now, in China, it only made $23.2 And normally what they do when they calculate how much a movie is going to make in China, they take the first week's sales and they multiply it times 2.2, and they figure that's how much you're going to make overall, right? So they're like, oh, I guess it's only going to make like $45 million, which mm -hmm. is a bomb, clearly. And the Disney producers were thinking, we're going to make millions in China, all Chinese cast, uh, set in China, we're going to make millions. So when it bombed, Disney's like, whoa, what happened? Now, let's talk about the United States. Let, let's talk about these whiny people mm -hmm. in the United States who are complaining about, oh, there's no Moshu. And, <laughs> oh, it doesn't have this, and it doesn't have that. You know what, bro? Let me tell you something, okay? Michael Bay came along and slapped <laughs> my childhood around. Okay. Facts. Facts. And now these people are getting a taste of what I've been experiencing mm -hmm. for the plat for the past ten years. Yep. Where it's like, oh, you're remaking all my Disney movies, but you're not going to use Robin Williams. Or okay, well, you don't have Mushu in it. Didn't nobody care about no Mushu the dragon? Okay, nobody cared. Nobody said, oh, you know what I really loved about Mulan? Mushu the dragon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, I have to say. I never actually watched Mulan. So that's your childhood, okay? That's not my childhood that got messed yeah. up this time. That's your childhood. Right. But that being said, bro, I don't care. I, I don't want to go to the movies and see Dumbo 2, right? Mm -hmm. The live, the, or Aladdin 2, the live action. Or I don't want to see Mulan 2, the live action. Give me something different, right? People mm -hmm. complained that, oh, she was just a Jedi. Okay, well, you know what? W the way that they use Chinese culture in this movie, they addressed a lot of Chinese culture and they addressed a lot of Chinese tradition, right? So if you want to say that her different ways of doing things resemble that of a Jedi, I'm sorry, you're ignorant. You're ignorant to the ways of Chinese culture, mm -hmm. and you're trying to, quote-unquote, gentrify it by comparing it to a phony-ass movie made by George Lucas, who probably borrowed from Chinese culture in mm -hmm. order to come up with Jedi concepts anyway. Did I enjoy Mulan? Yes, I did. Once again, someone in my family paid for it. 
Okay? I was like, let's cross the streams. And she was like, no, because you crap be buffering. And I get tired of your damn movies buffering all the time. And normally, they record... Okay, I will admit, sometimes when I watch movies, they record it in the theater. Like, some mm-hmm. the homie sets up, like a Russian yeah. homie sets up, a, a, like a tripod in the theater. <laughs> so, so, yeah, sometimes my movies, they are a bit crappy. Mm-hmm. But, but that being said, someone paid to watch it, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm a little bit fired up, but you know what? I'm really tired of people just wanting to relive their childhood with live action movies. So I, I know I went off on a tangent. What do you think, bro? Bro, how are you gonna tell somebody who's Chinese born that they're not Chinese enough? Right? That's like I mean, I'm Japanese, bro, but I mean I get why you look at me and be like, yo, you're not Japanese enough. You look like you're Hispanic. You know, I get that because yeah. I look like it, but she looks like she's Asian, like she's Chinese. It's just blows my mind. It's like people have lost, like, is the movie good? Why does it have to be the same? Why would I want to pay something to go watch the same thing that I've seen already, right? Even if it is a live version. Why can't it be something new, something different, right? But people, people, it doesn't matter, dude. People are just unhappy people. It doesn't matter how they do it they're just going to be unhappy you know and disney really thought that mulan was going to do very well that's some high standards to make sure you have the culture and everything right in that movie for china to like it i mean come on dude aquaman was a hit in china right but it just blows my mind like people are just too picky they're never happy like you said man michael bay ruined transformers and teenage mutant ninja turtles bro and ain't no one and we ain't don't pick at signs, getting pissed. Like it is what it is, man. Enjoy for what it is. Either it's good or it's bad. Exactly, exactly, bro. Mulan, unfortunately, was a flop. I will say, releasing it direct to home video uh, was, yeah. was a weird move. Well, Cheesy. home video, yeah, cheesy, bro. Right? Twenty nine. So, like, I, 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 I have subscribed to Disney. And wait, you want me to pay twenty nine ninety nine? Get, get out of here, man exactly get out of here i mean i get why you do it you got to make up the money somehow but get out of here now in my case uh, there were there were two teenagers sitting in our house uh we we wanted to go mini golfing the mini golf place closed early yeah. it was a holiday so my wife was like how can we salvage it we're gonna spend 30 dollars and watch mulan I'm like okay okay you know but could have crossed the streams for free I mean, people. I heard people were upset that uh, there was no love interest in this one, like it was in the cartoon. Oh, there there was a love interest, but it was, it was, it felt weird. It felt really weird because I kept having to tell myself, well, some men just have higher voices. I can't look at Mulan and be like, well, she sounds, she doesn't sound any different. They could have mm-hmm. done the Batman, right? Or like, right, you know how like right. he puts on the colors like Batman. Yeah, it could have been like that where she. She could have like deepened her voice or something. So like she's talking to this dude, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, hey there, Mulan," and she's like, "Hello, I'm Mulan." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't nobody notice that?" But yeah. I'm like, you know, some homies have the high voices and they're pulling the chicks. That don't mean nothing. Uh, so yeah, but there there was a love interest, but it wasn't all over the top and in your face like it might have been in the animated movie, which I did not watch. I th- I've watched it years ago, but you know I me, mean? I got a bad memory, bro. Yes. Yeah. No one has a worse memory than me. <laughs> I mentioned Lovecraft Country earlier. One of the stars of Lovecraft Country, in fact, the uh, main star of Lovecraft Country, uh, just got announced to be Kane the Conqueror in um, the new Ant Man movie. What do you think about that, bro? I think it's cool. Did you ever like Kang? And like, I mean, he's he's mostly in a a villain for like the Avengers. Yeah. So I don't really know too much about Kang because I was. I mean, I know what he he does. I think he comes back from like the future or something to try to change things. But that's a that's about as extent as I know about the Kang, right? Because, but now it's like, what Marvel does is good is bring childhood memories of comics that I never collected into the big screen, and now and now we gotta and then we learn to appreciate. Well, maybe they weren't that bad at the time, right? But yeah, from what I was reading, like, I guess he's going to be the new villain, right? And mm-hmm. also, they might be trying to introduce the young Avengers because you remember, like, his daughter's older. Yeah. So I think that's what they're going to try to do because they got to do something because 
like we've talked like before, like the Trinity is gone, like right. All you have right. left is Thor. You don't have Captain America. You don't have Iron Man. I mean, you kind of have Captain America, kind of like in a hidden, you know. And Iron yeah. Man, if you do flashbacks or you go back and do some changes, but I think they're trying to set up, you know, like of course they're setting up for Phase Four, but you know they're introducing more characters. Kang is one of those characters that plays perfectly into everything that you complained about and I pretended wasn't wrong with uh, Avengers Endgame. Because you're like, well, the timeline didn't make sense, right? right. I remember you said that, and I was like, it didn't have to make sense. Right, and right. You were, and you were like, well, yes, it does, right? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Kang is a time traveler. Right. Every time someone goes back in time or goes forward in time, it creates an alternate timeline. So there's not just one Kang, there's multiple Kangs, but they're all time travelers. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, one of the things I dislike about, let's say another franchise called DC, is that they have like, oh, well, this didn't happen because it's, it's uh, you know, it's this Earth over here, and this didn't happen because it's this Earth over here. Right. Kang being a time traveler acknowledges the fact that when Captain America went back in time, which you hated, when mm -hmm. they all went back to separate points in time, mm -hmm. when the Tesseract disappeared, those are now broken timelines. Those are new universes. So Kang has the uh, being the time traveler, Kang the Conqueror is a time traveler. He can now address that whole issue of messed up timelines. So there's a possibility if you look at uh, previous versions of Kang that one of the versions is Kang wants to save his timeline. Like there's this Kang. He wants mm -hmm. to save his timeline. And in order to do that, he has to destroy the timeline that we're seeing in all the Marvel movies. So it's really like Kang is one of those perfect characters. Now there are a few problems, which eh, I'm not really that worried about. Okay. Kang being part of the young Avengers, because Kang is actually part of the young Avengers as he's iron lad mm -hmm. so he's iron lad in another it's you know there's there's like different versions of king so right. one of the versions of king is iron lad in the young avengers and he's also who else is in the young avengers scott lang's daughter right. so that's a good way for them to introduce uh you know the, the young avengers as you mentioned mm -hmm. but the problem is king is a descendant of reed richards mm. from the fantastic four so that also gives you the opportunity to introduce the Fantastic Four. And it goes even deeper because in another version of Kang, he was a pharaoh and he trained Apocalypse, the first mutant. Right. So that, that gives you a chance to introduce the X-Men. Because once you say, I was Kang and I was a pharaoh and I had this person who I, who I uh, mentored who became Apocalypse, boom, that's the first mutant. Now you jump forward in time, and now you have mutants from an alternate timeline. I don't know how they fix that and merge them into it, but first appearance, it's like, okay, new character. But then once you realize that this guy has been forward in time, he's been backwards in time, he's affected mutants, he's affected the Fantastic Four who were in a different franchise but now it's like if he's a descendant of a character that's in the fantastic four but you've never heard of before in the mcu now basically he becomes like a bridge for that universe so initially it's like king man you're right king looks stupid bro mm -hmm. I, for years i was like you ain't watching no king the conqueror right. no king the conqueror Oh, dude, Kang the Conqueror and Baron Zemo, I thought was the same dude for years, bro. Both, yeah. showing, both showing up in, like, the purple outfits, okay? The purple and blue. <laughs> yeah. I'm hyped on this idea because they can go so many ways. Bro, you just dropped some knowledge, bro. I think I heard the microphone drop. I kind of like your theory of how they should introduce and the way you broke it down is nice. Two different ways. One, if they do go that way, you heard it first. Dukes drop some some knowledge on the NWO and then you know what Marvel's plan is for all that. Because that sounds dope. Two, they're gonna go a different way. 
But I like your version because it made me very interested on how they can introduce a lot of different characters. And that's a perfect segue for them to introduce a Fantastic Four, X-Men, right? Yeah, just it's crazy because alternate timelines, okay? Right. This, this dude has fought himself. Yeah. He, he's been like, hey, I don't like your timeline. I don't like what you did over here. Mm-hmm. I'm king. You're king. But I'm mm-hmm. going to fight you. You know, so it addresses the paradox that you brought up and I pretended didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. With the third one now dropping the bomb of Kane, you're just like, wow, dude, what's that? That could set up in itself. I mean, because that man, too, at the end, set up the quantum realm, right? Correct. And this one, I think, is going to set up phase four. Oh, yeah. It's going to introduce, like you said, X-Men, uh Reed Richards in a Fantastic Four. I'm, dude, I can't wait for Kevin Fergie to do something with Fantastic Four, dude. Like, because everybody has tried it and it's been so bad. And that's really like Marvel's first family, dude. And they just can't get it right. My thing about the Fantastic Four and the fact that they can't get it right in a movie is maybe the problem is the Fantastic Four just sucks. Fantastic Four is similar to the Avengers. Right. You didn't read I never bought it. I never right. bought it. And I'll just say tangent, time travel, tenet, gotta watch it. Okay. Time travel, uh Avengers did it so so. Yeah. Back to the future did it so so. You got to watch that tenant, bro. It's it's worth a COVID risk. Put on your mask. <laughs> okay. Watch it. Watch it twice. Okay. Let the theater air out and watch it again. It's worth right. it. Yeah. Sorry, tangent, tangent. It's all good. I think I'll just wait for iTunes to get it on iTunes. <laughs> that way I can watch it a few times and I have to go to the theater twice. And there won't be a Russian homie's head. Like, no, no. Yeah. Can you move to the right, please? <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, is he a good actor? Dude, he's a real good actor. Now, the, okay. I first saw him and didn't realize it was him. Like, you ever watch a movie and yes. you're, or you watch a show and you're like, where do I know that guy? Yeah, from? all the he time. Was, okay, he was in The Five Bloods, okay? Okay. Okay, now The Five Bloods, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, was rest trash. Yeah. Trash, okay? I watched the movie and I'm like, Chadwick Boseman, why are you in this trash movie? <laughs> However... Yeah. Could this movie, The Five Bloods, have a sequel? I hope not. Mm-hmm. But I would feel like if there was a sequel, then I would like to see Majors in the sequel of a movie that I didn't like. Right. So he did really good in that. And then I watched Love, Lovecraft Country. This dude is just bringing it. What is that about? Lovecraft Country. Wow. So it's set in the 60s. And it deals with a lot of racial issues from the 60s, which I didn't like at first. Mm -hmm. Reason being is because HBO brought us Watchmen, let's say, nine months ago, which Mm -hmm. also deals with racial issues. And I thought Watchmen did it in such a more creative and better way that I really just wasn't interested in seeing more hit me over the head with racism is bad. I know racism racism is bad. I live with it every day, right? So I don't right. need you to smack me over the head with that. But as the show progresses, the racism remains, but you start to see more of the character development and the story development. Now, the story is about a guy who is basically trying to find something, and it's about another group of people that want to have him find it, but for their benefit. And then there are characters who are helping him on this quest or journey to find something. And some of the people who are trying to help him find it are the people who are trying to use him for their benefit. So it's very supernatural as the show progresses, because at first you're like, what? Like, it's (laughs) not making sense. Mm -hmm. But then as the show progresses, you figure out that It's not one of those shows where it's like there's an ongoing plot line, but every episode is sort of self-contained with the ideas. It's kind of of like every episode is like a mini horror story, but there's an ongoing plot line within it. 
mm-hmm. and it's really good. Now, at first I compared it to Watchmen, and Watchmen, the television series, is just amazing. Just an amazing show. Last episode of that show blew me away. People were asking if there was going to be a second season. It doesn't need to be. It was that good. We never needed another season of Watchmen. It was perhaps the best television I've, I've watched in a long time since uh, Walking Dead's on hiatus. Lovecraft is a great show. He's a great actor. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there, there's also uh, one of the Smollett sisters. She's in it. Uh, one of the guys from The Wire is in it. It's just a really good show all around. Nice. I'll have uh, to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's another one of those shows that we pay for when we could be streaming for free, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows that are really good, Walking Dead, uh, they finally announced 2022 will be its last season. I know you stopped watching The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, what, are your yeah. thoughts on, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, bro? Well, I stopped watching it a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I know, I know that's, a, that's a show that you like. I mean, you like it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of got bored with it. Because you know, like, everybody, it's one of those shows are the kind of like, everybody has to post the reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even when you're not watching it, to... Try to stay off anywhere for you to not hear or see any spoilers. It's just, it's no point in watching it. You know what I mean? For me, anyways. You're right. Sunday nights is Walking Dead. And even though I found a way to watch it early, I, I still would turn off my phone because I didn't want to have it spoiled. So you're right, right bro. You're right. It was kind of like you used to watch Game of Thrones, right? Right, right. It was the same thing. It was the same thing, yeah. right? It was yeah. like everybody on the East Coast was like, oh, my God, did you yeah. see that? Well, yeah. as a matter of fact, I didn't. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, bro, uh, you're right. The thing about Walking Dead was for a little bit, it just mm-hmm. got to be just garbage. I stayed with it. I actually stopped watch- watching Walking Dead around the same time you did. But check this out. Crazy story. Um, I was dating this young lady eh, probably about seven, eight years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, I'm, I'm binge watching this show without you. Perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> Cobra Kai? <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Walking Dead. Perhaps you've heard of it. And I said, well, yes, I have. But I stopped watching it because it got kind of stupid. Yeah. And she said, well, why don't you watch it with me? So I started watching it again. And when I started watching it again, I was like, well, even though you've been watched, binge watched like two seasons without me, this is pretty cool. And I started watching it again. Now, yeah. Walking Dead for a long time, it went downhill. And then they did, boom, they did this reboot where they jumped mm-hmm. ahead in time. Yeah. I remember and, you talking about that. Dude, the jump ahead, the flash forward, as they call it, right. made all the difference, man. I love me some Walking Dead. Now they have the spinoff show. What they're planning mm-hmm. on doing is Walking Dead proper ends mm-hmm. in 2022. But right. then they, they have uh, other Walking Dead shows that they're working on. And there's also a Walking Dead movie that's supposed to be like the adventures of Rick Grimes and Michonne. Yeah, we had talked about that. It was like a few, what was it, almost a year ago. Right. Remember we, we talked about something, we, we heard about that stuff. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe it's the whole COVID thing that's just prolonging a lot of this stuff. Oh, you know? it is. It definitely is. So the Walking Dead ending, I'm okay with it because I feel like shows tend to go too long and, right. and run their course, right? Now what's a good what's a good number? Because shows tend to go to at least like I mean, look at Supernatural. I think they're going sixteen. I mean, when does a show like come on, dude? I mean, I'm okay with spinoffs, maybe going back and do a prequel, but when does it end? It's like One Piece from anime, bro. I'm like, when does it end, dude? My kids were hella small when that One Piece came out, bro. He's still not the Pirate King, bro. What's good? <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that, bro, because I feel like there are some shows, if the writers do it well and they stick with it, when they started the show, they knew how it was going to end. Now, The Walking Dead obviously started off as a comic book. The comic book came to an end about probably two years ago at this point. 
They just did a Negan spinoff comic book, which I own but didn't read uh, because I'm a nerd and didn't want to open up the comic book and damage the spine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The comic book came to an end. So it seems like if they're going to follow that same you know, line of reasoning, it's, you know, they, they already have that in written out. It's going to be a little bit different because the comic book doesn't exactly follow the timeline. But yeah. a good TV show, when they had that first episode, that first season, they knew where it was going to end. The only show that I personally can think of that did this, and I don't, I don't think you've ever watched Breaking Bad, was Breaking Bad. Yeah, my son watched that. He said it was pretty good. Yeah. It's the only show that I can think of where it never reached the point where you're just like, oh, my God, just end it already. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if I had to throw a number out there, I'd say maybe six seasons. But Right? I think yeah. six, and if it's good, eight. Yeah. Maybe seven. Because Game of Thrones, like, season seven was good, and then eight came, and all hell broke loose, bro. Yes. Yes. But see, the thing about Game of Thrones was because the books weren't done when right. they made that final season, right. they, did, they didn't know what to do. Right? Homeboy, Homeboy was slacking like we'd be doing sometimes. <laughs> ah, I'll just finish it later. Remember when I hyped up the final episode of Lost to the point yeah. where you watched it? Yeah, I was pissed. That's an example of not knowing how to end a show. Yeah, I was pissed, dude. I think I only got like two hours sleep before I had to go into work. I was so mad, dude. Because it was during Christmas. So like That was like the busiest for UPS. And I remember I got like two hours sleep. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I remember you're like, they're dead. That's it. <laughs> dead, right? I'm like, yeah. no, they're not dead. And you're like, looks to me like they're dead. And I'm like, no, they're not dead. And then at the end of the show, I was like, oh. They're dead. Yeah. What is it? Well, how how long ago was that? Like what? That was like ten years. Ten dude. years ago. Yeah. And ten, ten years, years later, I was telling you about the Avengers Tom Loop. <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> no. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Eventually, I'll get it right, bro. Eventually, I'll get it right. Let's transition into uh, the land of DC. You're a DC fan. So apparently there's a little controversy over at Justice League land. Uh, uh, basically, Ryan Fisher, who played Cyborg, is coming out against um, Jeff Johns uh, talking about and Josh Whedon talking mm -hmm. about how the actors on set for all the uh, reshoots, uh, yeah. there was some very poor treatment. Now, he didn't go into detail, right? So here's yeah. my thing. Either that means there's nothing there, like mm -hmm. there's there's no issue, mm -hmm. or it's so bad that you don't want to say it publicly. Right. Because if you say it publicly, then it's it's basically going to ruin your career. So you're kind of hinting at it, mm -hmm. but you know if you say it publicly, you're going to destroy the studio, which mm -hmm. means you destroy your career. So I'm going to throw it over to you because everyone was like, oh, he's lying, he's lying, he's lying. And then your boy, Aquaman himself, right. Jason Momoa said, come on, y'all, come on now. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know some stuff went down, okay? Mm -hmm. Dude, mad respect for Jason Momoa because yeah. he said yeah. enough is enough, is enough dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yes. would he have done that if Aquaman wasn't successful? I don't know. I mean, I like to think so because if you see his personality, he's that type of guy. Yeah. But you almost have to wonder, like, would he? But, you know, like, if you watch all his interviews and stuff like that, I like to think he would do it. Me I'm too. just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're making a big deal about the reshoots. I'm like, bruh, have you seen Superman's mustache? It's <laughs> like, I would be mad if the reshoots were so crappy, dude. Right? But uh, it makes you wonder, like, how bad does Warner Brothers treat, you know, their movie, their movie actors? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting that, uh, number one, my question always, is always like, okay, well, obviously this movie was filmed a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. why, are, why are you bringing this out now? And right. the, But here's the thought. Currently, there's a social climate 
mm-hmm. that allows people to speak out against things that they wouldn't have been comfortable speaking out about before. Right. Okay. And, you know, Ray Fisher uh, being in a situation where I can't name another movie Ray Fisher's been in. Neither can I. All right. So based on that, he may have felt like previously, if he comes out and says something, his career is over. Right. Warner Brothers is going to shut him down. So him saying that, now, I don't know if Henry Cavill had a problem. I don't know if Gal Gadot had a problem. Mm-hmm. But everybody was just crickets. Mm-hmm. Okay? So mm-hmm. everyone's so everyone's crickets. But to your point, Jason Momoa is big enough where he can say, you yeah. know what? I have that FU money. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? no doubt, dude. Right? So he, no he can stand up. So, yeah. so, so my thought is, what's going on at Warner Brothers, dude? Yeah, what is – well, what's going – you know, like – Josh Whitten too. What's going on with that guy? Exactly. You know what I mean? What's good? You know, it almost like you can, the atmosphere, you know, like, I mean, look at Affleck was miserable making that movie, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Could that be part of the reason too? Mm-hmm. You know, so I look at, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different factors and I'm sure like, as the days go on, you're going to hear more about it, especially Mimosa jumping on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what happened, you know, like, Mimosa jumped on that. There was a wooden cut or a Snyder cut, right? And look what yes. happened. Now we got a Snyder cut. So it's yeah. like, Mamoa jumping on that, bro. He's just like, hey, I am the Aquaman. So like, <laughs> and you know, he's got that credibility to your point. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. And he's been in movies. He's, he's in Game of Thrones. He's been in. So people know him more than they do Ray Fisher. It's like Ray who, but obviously uh, we've spoken about DC before, but you know, one of the things that Zack Snyder complained about was like, Hey, I made a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I butted heads with Warner Brothers, and they just went in and you know tore it apart. Just yeah, but then it. Warner Brothers came back and gave him like a lot of money to redo his shoots. True, so. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. So, Nerd World Order. If you want to rep, uh, obviously we have the community that's over twenty thousand strong. If you want to wear T-shirts, keychains, cups, whatever. Uh, you can check out the Nerd World Order merchandise at www.imnwo.com. If you want to wear the T-shirts, uh, have your coffee mug, uh, rock some hats, uh, any fine nerdy apparel, that's where you'll find us, www.imnwo.com. And we got some face masks. Face mask. The face masks are dope, dude. I love them face masks. Good material. Moving from... Warner Brothers back to the biggest studio on the planet right now. Disney just dropped that Mandalorian trailer. Uh, what do you think? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, like I'll, the whole time I'm like, where's Ahsoka? Of course, right? The whole time because I'm a huge fan. I'm like, where's she at though? Where's she at? Where's she at? Of course, they didn't show it. I think the mid season is when she's going to come out. And you, and you have a theory of. I'll let you explain your theory of why she's going to come out mid-season and why they didn't show her in the trailer. Your boy, Pedro Pasqual. He signed up for the show. I'm sure he read a few scripts. And in these scripts, it said, Mandalorians never take off their helmets. He said, okay, I'm cool with that. About to make this Disney money. It's all good, right? Right, right. So then... Your boy Pasqual starts thinking to himself, I'm in the biggest TV show on the planet, and when I walk into Walmart, don't nobody know who I am. <laughs> right? Right. So, so he says, I'd like to take off my helmet a lot more. So he goes to the producers, and he says, hey, number one, I want a pay raise, but number two, I want to show my face more. And what do they say? This is not Boom. the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, you, bro, you don't go to a powerful house like Disney and be like, "Show me the money, bro." You're not Cuba Gooden Jr., right? Exactly. You're not getting that money, right? You're not getting that money. And you know what, dude? How about this, Disney? Um, my name is Joe, and I would love to just do the voice. You don't have to show my face at all. <laughs> you, know, the I, I don't care who I am. Just give me the money. I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do. Then, when the producers tell him no, this dude goes to 
the executives at Disney, okay? And they were probably like, who are you? And then he had to say, this is the way. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, you're that Mandalorian dude, right? Right, right, they're right. like, we didn't recognize you because we don't let you show your face. Yeah. Right? And so he he bypasses the producers. He goes to the executives at Disney and is like, I want more money and I want to show my face. Now, Kevin Feige says, nah, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. So yeah. This dude drops out of season two, which is why Kevin Feige explains that in the second half of season two, the show takes a turn where they start to focus on new and different characters. Hashtag Ahsoka comes in and right. everybody gets hyped over her. Mm-hmm. Right now, eventually your boy Pasquale does come back after acting a fool thinking he's going to rewrite the way of the Mandalorians right. face all the time. Yeah. Right. So basically he comes back and the show continues on as it did before. But in my opinion, that's why they're holding out on Ahsoka because yeah, you're going to get all hyped about the Mandalorian. You're going to be watching it. And then around that second season, you're going to be like, what? Where'd the Mandalorian go? Right. right. But then you bring in Ahsoka. Right. And everyone's hyped. People like yeah. you. Not like me. I didn't watch the Clone Wars. Mm. Or what was the other one? It was Clone Wars. And then Rebels? Rebels, yeah. Okay. Star Wars Rebels. Right. That was good right. too. Okay. Rebels and Clone Wars. I didn't watch them, right? So, dude, Joe was always like, Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka. Right. right? And then, check this out, dude. Joe loves him some Rosario Dawson. Oh, she's a baby. And Rosario Dawson, I might be wrong about this, is supposed to be Ahsoka. Here she is. I love you. <laughs> Therefore, it's like a double win for Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay? I'm excited. Yeah. I was kind of bummed when I watched the trailer. I mean, I actually watched the trailer with you, you know, but I was kind of I was kind of bummed. I was like, but I'm patient. I'm patient. I'm hoping like the first season was really good, and the second season from what they showed looked really good. So I'm 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 really looking forward. It isn't like a DC, like every time they come out with something, you're at the edge of the seat going, is this gonna suck? Or is it going to be decent, right? Never, ever, it's going to be great. You just hope for decent, right? Yeah, yeah. Because decent will keep coming out with DC movies. Bad yes. will, like, you know, it just won't come out no more, you know? That, that's what I'm really looking forward to that, you know, the uh, the Justice League cut's going to be a lot better. Oh. But I'm um, hopefully, hopefully it looks a lot better. It will be, it will be. But I'm excited for Ahsoka. I'm just like, I hope, uh, and Rosie, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really wish I could have seen her, but, you know. Patience is a virtue, right? You, you can do a Google search. I'm sure Boss nah, Logic. Nah, 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 man. I know. Hey, Boss Logic is dope. Dude, speaking of Boss Logic, dude, like one of my drivers came in. He's like, check this out. And he had like a bloodshot Boss Logic cover edition. He's like, check this out. And it's signed by Boss Logic. What? He's like, yeah, comic book shop guy. He's, he, he knows the owner's like, yeah. Uh, he had an extra ones and he gave me this one. I'm like, bro, you know, this is Boss Logic, right? Like, immediately, you could just tell Boss Logic art, right? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm glad you know that. I kind of <laughs> like you a little bit more that you know that. You know what I mean? Because we had talked yeah. about it before, which I actually did say Bloodshot, finally. I actually liked it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Except for the end. I and know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It could have been better, but you know what, though? I mean... Uh, you know uh, that last that last two minutes yeah you know where it's like we don't know how to end this movie yeah um we might make a sequel so we'll just do this yeah they could have did better than that you know yeah. i agree i mean it wasn't that bad but they could have did so much better you got you got to remember dude i'll be watching dc movies so from a, from a different perspective that's not dc is a lot better <laughs> right that's true man that's true I mean, yeah. it wasn't Marvel spectacular, but yeah, yeah, it was. It, I liked the action. I liked everything up until that last that last two minutes. I was like, right, y'all, right. y'all don't know what you're doing, right? Don't you think? Like, I think Doctor Doom would be like the a really dope Phase Four villain. Absolutely, because Doctor Doom is one of those. He's like the Bo Jackson of mm-hmm. villains right yeah he, he's sci- he has science mm-hmm. he has sorcery yeah he's everywhere bro yeah he, yeah so 
he could just go through and wreck it across all yeah. of the MCU. And he can, and he basically can sit. What would be dope is it you know because he basically can sit back and manipulate things the whole time. He could have been. What would be dope if they did make him a villain is he could be dope the whole time behind the scenes orchestrating every little piece to the puzzle of what Donald was trying to do. Yes. Because that's his Dr. Doom. That's how he is. He's very strategic. And then he, he always does things for a purpose. Yeah. And uh, he's very strategic on some of his moves. And I think that'd be a cool villain. Yeah. I heard or read something. It might've been on, uh, we got this covered.com. So it's probably a lie, yeah. but he was supposed to be a villain in Black Panther. Uh, yeah, so, I heard about that. I heard about yeah, that too. Yeah. What do you think about that? So let's talk about that. What do you think? You know, like just like in the comics, Sherry should be the one to take over. I don't. I don't think they should re recast it. Just no. Because he he was so iconic, and you know, like, and Chadwick outside. Let's just not talk about Marvel. Just an overall good person. When you hear his demeanor, his presence, and now, when he his lectures within the four year span, you hear him talk. Mm-hmm. It's a different meaning, you know what I mean. And he's telling you to enjoy life and take it for what it is, and not let you know what I mean. And do something while you're here because you don't have time. I don't think they, I you know, and you know, there was rumors of Killmarker coming back. You know, like uh, Michael B coming back to me. Nah, bro. I right. think Sherry do should do it just like the comics. I feel blasphemous in saying that it's perfect. Because clearly uh, the situation in which this occurs mm-hmm. is nothing that we want as people, as, as, as fans of Chadwick Boseman in general. Right. But, but from a perspective of art, or excuse me, real life imitating art, mm-hmm. it makes sense that Shuri should step into the role of the Black Panther. It right. makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Now the challenge I have, I just don't like that actress. Yeah. I don't buy her yeah. as an action hero. No. I she was think. very comical. Very comical, nerdy kind. Wasn't really so much of a... So, watching Black Panther, right? Her fight scenes, you're going to tell me she's going to be as dope as her brother. Right. And it's kind of hard to... It's kind of of a hard sell. But what do you do? I mean, they had... I mean, they said even Marvel didn't know anything about it. They found out, like, on social media, like everybody else did, right? So what do you do? Because you had everything set up. You had you had even Namor. There was rumors of Namor, you know, like, the underwater, like, you know, battling with the... Right. It's... A, it's, it's but if anyone can figure it out, Marvel can figure it out, bro. So as you're talking, and you said that she was too comedic... Mm-hmm. That you took the words out of my mouth. Consider who was the strongest warrior besides T'Challa, female, mm-hmm. was the general. Yeah, right, right. That she makes sense mm-hmm. because she was alongside T'Challa. Yeah. In the first scenes, when Black mm-hmm. Panther was introduced, she was right there. So, yeah. yes, yes, Shuri should be, if you follow the comic book, right? right? She should be Black Panther. But um, w- when I look at the actress, um, I would say that it makes more sense for the general to be Black Panther. Number one, she was in Walking Dead. You know she can act, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's good. She's okay. a badass. She- she she's intense, mm-hmm. and you buy her yeah. as Black Panther. So right. so right there, bro. Uh, that's that's the way that they need to go. That would be perfect. Yeah, they wanted to give it to they wanted to give it to Shuri, but you know she's she's comedic relief. I don't buy her. That would be perfect. Yeah, I think it'd be dope. But then again, just like Mulan, people might say she's not Black Panther enough. I can't think of a better character to take on that role. Even if it, even if they just try to do it as like a transition, maybe Shuri's going to become Black Panther, but for this next movie, it's going to be her. Right, right. You know, she becomes the ambassador of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And because as you and I are talking, and we hadn't discussed this previously, and we both have the same idea, we can't mm-hmm. be the only ones who are right. looking who are looking at that actress and thinking she does not feel like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Right? 
But right. then you start to think about what other actresses in that movie embody the power mm-hmm. and warrior nature of Wakanda. Boom. There. Yeah. Because yeah. she's badass. Yeah. And she's a good actor, too. Like, there's a few women, like, you look and you're, like, very powerful as far as acting and basically kick ass. Tur, I don't know her name, from Resident Evil, right? Oh, Mia Jovovich. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. So, so yeah, bro. I think that's that's definitely going to be the way to go. You know, uh, I think some people might say Lapita Nyong'o, but um, you know, I, I definitely feel like uh, Denai is going to be the way to go. So. Charlize Theron. That was her name. Oh, Charlize yeah. Theron. Yeah, yeah. I just she kicks ass, dude. I was watching. I, I watched the Old Guard. Did you see Old Guard? Yeah, yeah, yeah comic book movie i didn't realize that it's actually yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's comic, an older one right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay but she didn't really showcase that much in that one i agree i agree but but yeah like yeah the other one's just too comedic like we said yeah i don't buy like i mean she was she had these little fists i didn't really care too much for those fists to be honest dude me either i thought it was kind of lame kilmar goes like Phew. Scorpion, get over here! You know, so it's like, I mean, he did, he destroyed those things. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But it, yeah. if anyone can figure it out, Kevin Feige can. Oh yeah, dude, that that guy, he's got everything mapped out. You know, yeah, so I'm sure he'll transition it. Yeah, I, I hope he goes that route. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. And let your nerd flag fly. Booyah!